ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Heel Turd, our live weekly wrestling show and the official podcast of ProWrestling.Cool. It's not just cool, it's dot cool. We're here to talk about this past week in wrestling, which means we're talking about the WWE. They had a pay-per-view on Sunday. It's, it's, I'm starting to like it more the more I get away from it, so that's What something. is wrong with you? I'm bad. I'm a bad person. I also ended up liking Raw and SmackDown, so... I don't know. I don't understand you anymore. But, we also got 205 Live doing the same old shit. <coughs> and we got NXT prepping up for TakeOver coming up. And then also, this Sunday. I mean, that, that, oh, no, Saturday, isn't it? This Saturday. It is Saturday. This Saturday. AEW's first pay-per-view, Double or Nothing. So we It turns will- out Saturday is when the good wrestling happens. You're not. You're not wrong. I mean, I know I'm not wrong. It's when MLW airs on television. It's when NXT pay per views happen. It's when Double or Nothing is happening. Yep, I'm Owen. Joined as always by John. Joined as always by my crippling allergies. Well, I mean, as always, always at this time of year. At this time of year, though. Okay, fair. Yeah, I am feeling rough right now, folks. So. Don't be surprised if this is a short episode. Famous last words, I know. Uh, for the longest time. episode ever. You say it every time. We're streaming live over at twitch.tv slash ozone online, so check us out there. We are monitoring the chat and our Twitter at the heel turn, so send us your questions in your comments and we will get to them as we deem fit. Oh, and I can't get over the story I keep reading about Brian Cranston sitting in Becky Lynch's lap during the performance of Network. I mean, that seems normal to me. I don't know why you're like freaking out about it. It's so weird. When, when the man comes around the Broadway, you you pay the respect. Apparently so, I guess. I mean, would you complain if you were in that situation? What, if Brian Cranston sat in my lap to do a, a bit for Network? No, I'd be either, like absolutely stoked. Either that or, be, or the other place. <laughs> Or being Brian Cranston's position. Oh, I mean, I would assume if I was in Brian Cranston's position, then I wouldn't know this is th- that this even happened until uh, a late night comedian told me on his show. Word. So I'd feel like it wouldn't mean that much to me. But oh. being me, if I if it were, if it were me, yeah, I'd be totally down with that. I'd probably seek out that intentionally instead of just doing it by accident. Nice. Nice. Hey, John. Yes, Owen. Guess what I got a a shipping email for today. No idea. The Oculus Quest. I'm sorry. Why, why, are, you, why are you apologizing? Because I'm sorry for you. Why? It's just spending all your money on bad things again, Owen. It's not Owen. that expensive. It's enough. Not when it's a virtual reality headset that I don't need to, like, be constrained to the room with the computer to do. I can, like, go anywhere in, like, any room with or anywhere with space and play some VR stuff. Seems pretty cool to me. why would you want to? Because I put Dance Central on it. I, I, pl- I guess I played but... that at uh, at PAX and it worked really really well. And I had a lot of fun. 
great. I did a great job muting that. Yeah, you nailed that one. I'm not editing it. Live podcast. But yeah, like, also, if you heard uh, uh, Jeff Gersman on the, the Bombcast as we talk about it too, it makes me feel a lot more confident about my purchase because what he was describing about the uses of it and how easy it is to set up rather than having it, you know, have to do this whole thing with plugging all the ports and loading up your computer. It's pretty much exactly what I want. So I'm I'm down for it. It's still VR, though. I like VR. There's not much to VR. I don't and know. I say this is someone that kind of want to play that Trover game in VR. Oh, I'm going to play that Trover game in VR. I hope it comes to the Quest. If not, I'll just get it on PSVR. It's fine. Whatever. I like VR. I'm excited. I'll report back when I actually get my hands on it. Do you also like bad things, though? Let's let's not act like this isn't the case. John, I straight up said on the top of the show I enjoyed Raw and SmackDown this week. 3D TV, Google Glass. No, I didn't like Google Glass. I thought, I thought it was funny. Sure. Whatever you say. John, I can't like a thing if there's literally no apps for it. I mean, VR, am I right? Uh, no, I... I like the Star Trek on there. I like uh, Astrobot's VR mission on there. Doom VR is awesome. Uh, what, what that Doom I, VR game actually looked really bad. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, you should play it with a gun controller. I, yeah, I have, I'm good. I have the gun, the big gun controller for PSVR, and it rules. Really good. I'm good. All right. Well. It's funny, because Mistaken played it on one of his streams, our f- friend of the show, and um, he was like, I don't know why like everyone is shitting on this game, it's actually really good, and I'm like, finally, someone else who gets it. It's Doom, but in VR. I'm playing good games, I'll have you know, no, thank you. Yeah, I'm actually not, I'm playing Travis Strikes Again, No More Heroes. Yep, there it is. How is that? Uh... I'll talk about it more uh, next time, but there's some really good parts to it that I really like because it's got some sufficient pseudo-weirdness, but it's also... It's not a good game, but it's also not a good game in the way that pseudo-games are usually not good games, where it's like, you know, because usually the the part where pseudo-games fall apart is that, like, hey, the gameplay has some really interesting ideas here, but, like... It just feels kind of unfinished or half-assed and, and not really done very well in some way. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is just like, I don't see how anyone could find this combat fun. Yikes. It's basically, the design feels a lot like, it, there's a lot of interesting stuff going on in the periphery and like the presentation and everything, but the combat is very much, hey, what if we made a game that was basically like a really simplified Diablo? But there's no loot. That's not Diablo, then. Yeah. No thanks, I'm good. But you can play co-op. No, I'm good. Yeah, I I wouldn't subject it on people in co-op. But, like, I don't know, it's it's got enough pseudo-weirdness that, like, I feel... I still feel compelled. Okay. It's got some okay ideas to it. It's got some, like, very fun writing... 
and a lot of things, but it also feels like it, the problem I have mostly with it. And again, we'll, we'll talk. I can talk about it more next week when I actually have like more full, fully fleshed out thoughts because I'm barely into it at this point. But like the problem I have with it so far is like it kind of feels like something that would have been maybe like a ten or fifteen dollar Xbox Live Arcade game. And how much is it? Thirty bucks plus a season pass. Oh, season pass. <clears throat> oh, yes. Boy. You get two DLC characters and an extra DLC mission and some other stuff. No, no I'm good. I got it for thirty five dollars at the Best Buy. Is it worth it? <sighs> no. Then may I recommend you a game that is free? No. They, I don't know when they put this out, but it's completely free. It's not free to play. What is it? Konami put out a game for iOS. Okay. Hey, do you like Picross? Sure. What if it's Picross, but it's all old Konami sprites? I guess. They put that out. I've been playing that. It's fun. All right, cool. It's free. Yeah. No more the the no more heroes game. It's it's got some it's got some parts that I like to it because it's got some sufficient pseudo wackiness and like it's but it's also a very strange thing and not just because it's not really a no more heroes thing. Also, he didn't license anything from me for it, so fuck him. <laughs> he did it that one time though. I know, and that was one of his best games. I wouldn't go that far. I mean, I would go that far because I get paid to say it. I, mm, it was definitely it. his. It was definitely his most Hollywood game. Let's say hashtag ad. Is it really an ad if like they don't even sell lollipop chainsaw anymore? Yeah, I know they don't because <coughs> that's part of the deal with me. It's like yeah, yeah. I don't want to go into details about the logistics, but I knew it was coming because it was part of the deal. Okay, then. Anyway, video game licensing. I thought, it's I thought, real it, I thought it was more, I thought it was more, they just don't sell it anymore because, like, nobody bought that game. No, it's because rights they have ran out at a certain time, and they didn't uh, ask to renew them. Again... Because nobody bought that game. Yeah, but I'm, I'm just saying the, the reason that they had to cut off is because they didn't relicense stuff. I know, but I'm just saying that like if people had bought that game, then they probably would have relicensed okay. it. But again, yeah, game licensing is crazy. The fact that people still give Suda money is crazy. I don't get. I don't know why. I mean, I do know why. It's because he's owned by Gung Ho now. Fuck. Hey, John. What's that, Owen? Remember the part where you said you wanted to do a short episode? Let's hit the news button. And let's go into the news. Hey, John. I have news for you that is not on the notes here. What the fuck? StarCast is fucked. No, it's not. Oh, well, Ric Flair's not going to be there. I'm ter- terrible. I mean, it does kind of suck considering they had a whole bunch of things planned around him and yeah. Yeah, they offered, had to offer refunds for it. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you get surgery <coughs> and you, right before an event and you think, oh, I'm going to be fine before then, but you're not. That's not how surgery yeah, works. Kind of a dick th- move on his part. 
I mean, I don't really know the extent of the surgery or what it was about, it but was yeah. Planned. I don't know why he didn't plan for it afterwards. Because he's an idiot! Hot take, Ric Flair's an idiot. Whoa. Is that, was that your news? Yeah, that was all. Yeah, they're going to postpone the roast thing. Don't know when they're going to do it now, but apparently it's, it's not canceled, it's just postponed. Probably around a certain other big show that a certain wrestling company will be doing, probably in the Chicago area. Don't know what you're talking about. No idea. No idea. No, not at all. Anyway, hey, John. Yeah, Owen. Uh, speaking of StarCast... Please tell me you have, please tell me you have happier news for me. Well, no, I was going to say, speaking of StarCast, <coughs> our, our reporter on the street in Vegas, Oscar... Do you think he's going to StarCast to get us a bunch of in-depth interviews and stuff? I don't think he's going to StarCast at all. No, he's not. He's not going to StarCast. <laughs> he's going to see Penn and Teller, though. I'm gonna, so I, we might get an interview from them. I want to hear their takes on wrestling. I, th- I was hoping that he could go to the Britney Spears show and he get might, us an interview with Britney. He might be doing that, too. I don't know. I want to hear her thoughts on The Undertaker. On the show in in Jetta, and then he'll go. It's it's Taker, Sla- bitch. In Jetta Country Era four hundred four Country Not Found. I don't know what you're talking about. Also, I don't know what show you're referring to because it's a thing that we're not going to reference on this podcast. I mean, we're not going to cover it, but we are definitely going to reference it because we have to. I mean, I'm not going to. Oh, we'll you get can- to it when we talk about Money in the Bank. Y- you can talk about it. I'm not going to talk about it. But- All right, you know what? Well, then I'll just say it now. Then yo, fuck that advertisement. Are you fucking kidding me? As big, if not bigger than WrestleMania? Fuck you guys. Hey, John. You want to know a secret? What's that? The amount of money they're making off of it as compared to WrestleMania? It is bigger. They're making a lot more money on this show than Mania. It's a fucking glorified house show. Yes. In a fucking oppressive regime that you're basically just being paid cash for. And yeah, I get it. That makes it like a bigger show for like how much money you're getting but also fuck you eight figures you don't have to say this shit it, and they actually do it's part of the deal fuck you like, john you're, you're preaching to the choir but it's what they're doing then you know what if this is the fucking case just make your fucking wrestlemania in saudi arabia every year just fucking do it and be done with it no, why get one big payday when you get two no, wait, when you get three, because there's two Saudi Arabia shows. I fucking hate... Fuck this company. Yeah. Hey, John. Don't you fucking be like, yeah, you're the one that's like, oh, Raw and SmackDown were flying this week. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to it. But, John, you wanted you wanted more news. <coughs> you wanted good news. Yeah, I did. Too bad. God damn it. Yeah, okay, speaking of people that won't be making their StarCast appearances... Speaking of fuck WWE... Uh, there's more stuff about the actually Mazzaro, uh, apparent suicide. <sighs> yeah, she was, uh, the reports are that she hung herself. Jesus, I didn't hear that part. I just heard it that it was, that it was self-inflicted. God nope. almighty. Nope, that was it. <sighs> but yeah, um, did you see the, uh, the affidavit? What was the word affidavit? Affidavit. Affidavit. Sorry, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a lawyer. 
the affidavit that they uh, put out about the concussion case that Ashley Mazzaro testified about? No, I did not. So, I mean, was that part of the, the thing that I was... That is the thing. I mean, yeah, okay, yeah, there's that... much more to it. Like, I read the whole thing. It's like 15 pages. Yeah, I, I was just... I only remembered that part. I forgot that it was included. That whole thing was included in it, yeah. yeah it was part of, of the concussion lawsuit. And, yeah. But, yeah, this part that she uh, highlighted has nothing to do with concussions, so the, the court threw it out and said it wasn't relevant. But it's still out there now. Is it a legal document? Sure is, and yeah, it may not have been relevant to the concussion case, but it also served to highlight what a toxic work environment that we're talking about here. And, uh, would like to do the honors here? Uh, we're not going to go into detail about it. You can look it up yourself. But essentially, what happened was during a, uh, a tour in Kuwait in 2007... Uh, Ashley Mazzaro was there with a bunch of other WWE people, and at one point, someone who was posing as, if not, if they weren't actually a uh, medical <coughs> person for the military, uh, drugged her and uh, sexually assaulted her. Yeah. And it goes into real detail about it. It's terrifying. It's awful. You, you can look that up yourself. It's bad. It goes into really bad detail and also goes on to say that uh, Ashley Massaro brought this to the attention of uh, higher-ups within WWE who told her to keep her mouth shut. Because of their relationship with the military. But here's the interesting Fuck thing. this company. No, but here's where it gets more interesting. Oh, okay, great. Because I, I don't know if you've been like following up on this, but... No, I haven't, after, to be perfectly honest. After the case was thrown out by the courts, uh, Mazzaro actually contacted WWE and apologized for being a part of it. Like She said that the company's been so good to her, and you know, she was kind of like poached, and then this, it just went out of, spiraled out of control beyond what she was comfortable doing. So she was apologizing to WWE about it. But the important thing is that she apologized. She did not claim <coughs> that what she said was false. But she yeah, was I apologetic mean, for being involved. That can mean, let's be honest, that can mean a lot of things, especially when you're dealing with the most petty, vindictive fucking company out there that's basically the only game in town for her in a lot of ways. And also, that case didn't go as a, you know... Mm -hmm. Things would be a lot different if that case actually wasn't thrown out, let's say. Well, I have a statement from the WWE regarding this that they put out today. Which I just got right before we started the show, so... I'll, I'll read it word for word when I got here. You ready? All right, let's hear it. WWE is saddened by the death of Ashley Mazzaro, and we reiterate our condolences to her family. However, we regret that her attorney, Constantine Kairos, who filed multiple cases against WWE, lost all of them, and was sanctioned multiple times by the court for repeated misconduct and false allegations is using Ashley's death to further his malicious campaign against WWE by releasing an affidavit 
that she submitted to the court and later apologized to WWE for being involved with, so we wish to make certain things crystal clear. At no time was Vince McMahon or the management of WWE ever informed by Ashley Mazzaro of anybody else, or, or anybody else, that she had been sexually assaulted, drugged, raped, or sodomized by a military doctor with a nurse standing guard while on a goodwill tour in 2007 to U.S. military bases in Kuwait. In fact, if she ever articulated such a claim to WWE, we would have reported it immediately to the base commander. At no time was there ever a meeting with Vince McMahon, Kevin Dunn, John Laurinaitis, or other company executives in which she told them of such a claim and we instructed or and was instructed to keep it quiet. So cool. So um don't not sure what the what to make of this. I know what to make of it, which is basically what else are they going to say? Yeah, but also actually in in the in the the document did misname one person, but I don't think that's enough to discredit it. But it's I don't know who did she misname? Uh, she said that um, <coughs> uh, something someone Hart was there, and that was not them. They were not there. They were not on the tour, so... But all the other people I mean, she named was there. In fairness, you need to remember, though, that this is a, a legal document. Like, yes, like, this is Ashley's story, but it's not... It's a legal document written by a, a third party. It is someone... It is Ashley telling the story to her lawyer, who is recounting it, and having it written up in this brief that is being submitted to the court. Like, it's coming from, like... It's coming from secondhand, basically. Like, it, it's gonna have... Already, some details are going to be wrong, especially for like a, a general, like a a lawyer that like, he doesn't really know what's going on. He doesn't really know all like the the in depth and the intricacies of this. But you have to remember, this guy, this Kairos person, has been going after <coughs> WWE for a while. True, but again, like he wasn't there. He doesn't know all the names and all the people. I know, but like, I'm just saying, like he's he's going to be very well informed. Don't get me wrong, but like. It's this is a kind of shit that's like not very surprising, I I think, to see. Like and granted, you know, I'm I'm not in that legal game anymore. Uh, but I have seen some fucking briefs. And let me tell you, the shit that you can get away with with saying in a fucking document that you can submit to the court, no matter how stupid and bullshit and petty it makes you come across, yikes. Yeah. Or, and even somehow, sometimes, like, factually inaccurate or, like, misspelled and typo-ridden. Like, fucking yikes. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of curious, though, about this because of the history of the lawyer and her being apologetic. Like, do you think he, that he was involved in making sure that this story was maybe, you know, told a little more excessive than it actually occurred just to get it out there? Because it's kind of weird that it, he he would bring this back up you know, in time with this death, because that seems kind of shitty to do on his part. Oh, completely. I mean, I think it's also, one could maybe make the argument of, hey, like, maybe I get, 
as much as you can understand the motivations behind wanting to perhaps portray uh, WWE in a very negative light and in terms of how they treat their workers and how they do these things and having putting these allegations out there and telling this story is like a good way to do that, even if it's not relevant to anything about the case, a case about concussions whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Like one could maybe also see how this is a story that Ashley Massaro didn't really want to be told, especially not in this way where she's not the one telling it. Yeah. The other, the other reason that I bring this up about it, you know, maybe not being exactly as told here is that I've heard other people report that she did bring up something similar to WWE officials, but it wasn't like an actual rape. She more phrased it as an inappropriate pelvic, uh, you know, uh, examination. So hmm. I'm. I, this this all seems messy on both sides. It, the problem is that the only person that knows for sure what happened is no longer with us. Exactly, and that's why I think it's super shitty that this is happening now. It's incredibly shitty that this is happening now, and it's just like... And also, the, the fact that she's Bringing not... up a lot of grief and a lot of hurt, and we're now focused on the absolute wrong things about this person. And also, the fact that if, you know, if she actually is, you know, guilty of perjury here by, re- you know, reporting something false, what are you going to do? She's not around anymore. And it's... I mean, that, that adds to the shittiness of this whole thing. And what this lawyer is doing. If it's even perjury is the thing. That's what I'm like, saying. It's like it might not yeah. be, but if it is, there's no, you know, penalty really. Yeah. Like it's the whole thing is just <sighs> you know it's like somehow like I wasn't on last week, but I will tell you, I have continued to be thinking a lot, especially after this week's episode of NXT. I do continue to be thinking a lot about that Johnny Gargano thing, and boy, does it bum me the fuck out. It's just like, can this shit just, and now this happens, like, can this shit just stop being such a fucking bummer? For Christ's sake. Guys, 2019, everything's a fucking bummer. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna take a while before things get better, but you know. It's always darkest, darkest before the dawn. Hell world is real, y'all. Hell world's always been real. You just, you just wasn't as relevant, yeah, as uh, you know, obvious. I know. But that's all I got for news. If you want to, you know, get off of this and start talking about something better. I do, but I know that we're not going to because we're going to talk about money in the bank. Uh, money in the bank, though. I thought it was fine. It had four good matches. Yeah. Three and three quarters. Yeah. Well, uh, you know what? I'll be generous. Three and seven eighths. Well, let's let's get to it. Let's talk about the first match. It was the women's money in the bank ladder match. No, it wasn't. No, we're not talking about the pre-show. Fuck, fuck the pre-show. But Owen, no. your SmackDown Tag Team Champions, they did so well. Fuck the pre-show. Okay, let's talk about good match number one. The women's Money in the Bank ladder match. You know, the women put a lot of good work into this. Yeah, I thought this was a fun match. Did you know that they were off of the house shows over the last weekend because they were practicing the match? 
okay. I mean, I guess. Well, because they really wanted to like make sure this was like a super stellar match that stood out from the men's one, and I think they delivered. I thought they, I thought they did a good job. Like, yeah, like I could definitely see how there were some parts where it did feel a little bit rehearsed, but like I thought they did like a really good job with the match. I thought it was really fun, except for like the few parts where I thought it was bad. I thought that, like I, I'm like say for example. Anything involving Carmella. I was literally just about to bring that up. The Carmella injury thing served no purpose. I don't know why that it was there. was stupid. Yeah. And the way they tried to play it, like, oh, this is, like, the way they were kind of, like, avoiding it to make it seem like it was real, it's like, no, it's clearly not. And, like, you know, our whole, like, pushing Mandy Rose away again like something actually really happened, like... You know, it was one of the things was like, oh, wait, is this actually real? Is something actually going on here, the way they're not showing it? And then she comes back out and it's like, oh, fuck you guys. Come on. Uh, the, way, the way they had, like, four people checking on her and having the commentary bring it up, it was obvious. It was a work. I mean, I felt like they the commentary, I th- thought they did a good job of trying not to talk about it. And being like, oh, it looks like something happened here. But let's just keep paying attention to what's going on in the match. Like, there was a split second there where, again, I thought, like, oh, wait, is this actually a thing? Mm-hmm. Like, then they, were, then they were taking her away, and it was like, I don't know. And then, yeah, she comes back, and it was like, oh, come on. Yeah, I know. But I thought Nikki Cross was great. Nikki Cross is a really great addition. Do you want to know something interesting about her involvement? What's that, Owen? Well, you know that they said that uh, Alexa was not cleared to compete. That's why Nikki Cross got in, right? Yeah, that's what I heard. It's not true. Oh. She was actually cleared, but because she was just coming off of, you know, not being cleared, they're like, she's not really important to this match, so why should we risk her health? So they just took her off it anyway. All right, sure. I think it makes I think it makes sense. You know, they're actually being protective of someone who's just coming off of an injury. Why should you be like getting hit with these ladders when you're not going to be part of the finish? Don't get me wrong; I don't disagree with that at all. As much as I just, I don't know. I do wonder what's actually going on with Alexa. I don't know. Monday was weird too with her because they had a six woman tag and she was not involved in it. She just sat on I did hear this. Yeah, she just sat at ringside with drinking from a giant mug. And that was it. I don't... I don't know. I don't understand. I don't understand it. I hope she's okay. It just makes me concerned is all. Yeah, you should be. But not in a good way. It's not like no, I'm sitting here being like, oh man, I want to know. It's like, it's sort of like, no, you people are giving me fucking heart palpitations. Is she fucking okay or not? Like... I think they're trying to ease her in slowly. But they also Here's don't hoping. want to take her off TV. So, eh. Here's hoping. But the right person won this match. Yeah, I, I was surprised how into this I was. Especially when it was like, you know what? I, and especially because, A, I was definitely disappointed that the person I thought was going to win didn't win. Mandy Rose. But B... If she, if Mandy Rose did win, that was a really cool fucking way for her to win. Right? Yeah, like, Sonya, like, actually fucking, like, going all the way and being, like, the best friend ever and just, like, carrying, fireman's carrying her up that ladder and basically putting her right at the briefcase. Like, yeah, 
fuck yeah! Fucking friendship wrestling! This is awesome! But Bailey doesn't need friends. Oh, man. So, like, the crowd was actually really into this, too, with her winning. So, I felt like yeah. this night was the fully, like, rebuilt Bailey from all the bullshit they've been putting her through. And now she's, weird. Like, reset. Yeah, weird. A Connecticut crowd would be way into Bailey. What are you saying? I'm saying that, like, she's in the Northeast. There's good crowds there. Well, yeah. But also- people that understand things, like people that were booing every time, like, they brought up, yeah, well, the things that I did with Sasha, because the people, and yeah, I know that there are some people out there, they're like, oh, they're booing Sasha. No, you dumb fucking idiots. They were booing what happened with her and Sasha, yeah. because it's a, it's a fucking Northeast crowd. We all know. Yeah, they're booing the booking. Yeah, we're fuck. It's fucking smart mark crowds. We all know what happened with the booking, and we all know why Sasha's gone. But that's the thing; they kept bringing Sasha up. You don't keep bringing Sasha up if she's not coming back. I mean, it all depends. Like, maybe they they really do think that they can get her back. I th- I think they're pretty much banking on it. Pun intended. Fuck you. Sorry. I started saying it, and I was, I'm just going to roll with this. But yeah, um, I, this was a great rebuilding for uh, Bailey, and then later in the night, they they finished the job. It was great. They stuck, yeah, they, they oddly stuck the landing on that, but we'll get to that. Let's talk about things. Uh, speaking of keeping it rolling, here's a match that they didn't keep rolling. Yeah, um, Samoa Joe and Rey Mysterio fought for the uh, United States title. This is a bummer, and I get it. Like, maybe it's not exactly a bad thing that they didn't just keep the match going after Joe got his nose broke. It was a real bad break, though. Was it really? I mean, I guess so. I did see the promo that he cut on Monday, and his nose was real swollen. Did you not see this? Like, he was bleeding all over the place. His nose was all, like, out of place. It looked awful. I didn't see how awful it looked, to be honest. Oh, it looks like, I just, so I saw bad. There, I saw there was shit. a bunch of blood. I, I saw, like, the blood around his eye. I, I didn't really get a good glimpse of the nose, I'll be honest. It was real, it was real gnarly. But okay, it, I didn't understand how real gnarly it was. But because but, like, he's you know, Joe, just, he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, because he's Joe, he doesn't give a fuck. But okay, I guess that's, yeah, then that's definitely more fair. You know, I, again, I'm just, I'm not mad at them for stopping the match. I think that's probably a, the fine thing to do, especially when, like, the way you do it, it basically ends up being a mirror of uh, what happened at WrestleMania. It's more just the other part of that ending. Yeah, but that's the other Which thing. is also the story of this pay-per-view. But I think it works here because it gives Joe a legitimate claim to, to that title. Because he didn't actually get pinned because his shoulder was up. It works. It does. And I, you know, admittedly, I when I when I saw that ending of Joe clearly having his shoulders up and uh, getting counted three regardless, I definitely saw it's like, oh, okay, so they're turning what happened at the Becky Lynch Ronda Rousey match into into a storyline now. Like they might still do it. I mean, I don't think it's that they might still do it. I think that's clearly what they're doing is like, okay, they're turning their fuck up into a storyline now and just being like, whoa, man, this just keeps happening. And on the wrestle show, what's up with these referees? But then it all got cheapened by 
everything else that happened well, with just see. complete referee incompetence. Because then I just went from going like, all right, this is a story to, oh, your officiating is completely fucked. What is wrong with this company? Yeah. I mean, it made sense in the following match because it, it was not a pin. It was not a pin. The referee was right to not count. It looked bad, but still. I mean, it was though at a point. Yeah, it's weird. We'll get to it. I, I'm more. We'll get to it because I know exactly what you mean, and I am more defensive of what happened. But like, it's clear that there was a fuck up here, and we'll get to it. Yeah. Um. But here's the thing. It. Joe, his nose was fucked up, but he still had the post-match beatdown of Ray. Because <clears throat> he's a badass motherfucker, yeah, he but, doesn't stop. Yeah, but guess what? Ray Mysterio injured his shoulder. Yeah, I know. So, this was all fucked. Yeah, I know. Oops, all injuries. He just had to give him that receipt, turns out. Yeah, well, you, you break his nose, it breaks your shoulder, it happens. Curious what they do with you know because you know this is cool that Ray Mysterio is a Grand Slam champion, but I think he's gonna drop the belt immediately now. Yeah, he's gonna have to. That's he's got a separated shoulder. Fuck, man, he could be out for six months. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking Jim, of things hold, that hear also me out, suck. John, yeah. Have Dominic defend it. No, because Dominic's getting adopted. No, that's the thing. He, he, Ray Mysterio's like waiting for him to defend it, and he just does the finger poke of doom. And Joe pulls out the adoption papers. I hate you for that. What? But also, let's do it. Yeah! All right. Speaking of things that I hate, Owen. What? Shane and The Miz in a, in a cage match? This match sucked. Shane, I thought it was fine. This match sucked. Why Why did you not like it? Because it was poorly wrestled. Because oh, Shane McMahon, poorly wrestled. I can't <clears throat> believe it. Yeah, because Shane McMahon is terrible. Because Miz, look, I love him. I love his character. I think he's doing a lot better with stuff. I think he finally, it's, you know what? The problem is that, like, Miz, it takes him a fucking while to, like, figure this shit out. Like, he's just started getting good at the figure four. And, like, the figure four spots that they had in the match were pretty okay. And now he's adding this frog splash to his repertoire. Can we not talk about the frog splash? I, I thought that Arya Divari's splash was bad. What about the, Mrs. is somehow even worse. What about Becky's dropkick? That's also very Becky, bad. Becky's dropkick is good sometimes. No, it, it never looks like it hits. I think it definitely looks like it hits sometimes. It did not look like it hit any time on Sunday night. Or Monday. But, or Monday. <laughs> well, I didn't watch. I, admittedly, I didn't watch either Raw or SmackDown. Okay. But we'll get to that. <clears throat> I didn't even know she was on Raw, to be honest. Yeah, she was on both. Remember, I told you that that the uh, what, what do you call it? The, um, the Alexa was in a six woman tag, but didn't compete. It's because it was Nikki and Becky. Okay then. Yeah. Why is Blissy a face now? She, no, she didn't want to be part of it. They're just like, well, we need a third person. You're here. And she's like, nah, I'm good. I'm just gonna drink my coffee. Okay. 
All right. I mean, I guess that's the thing. Yep. Yeah, this match sucked. I don't know. I thought the, the, I thought the, the part ending where... was hilarious. Yeah, the ending where Miz looks like a complete fucking joke. But yeah, because Shane's Shane is the you know he's the best in the world. I don't know if you know this. Greg told you for a solid minute that he's the best in the world. Miz needed to win this fucking match, and they couldn't let him win it because it's the fucking boss's son. It's fucking ridiculous. Like, Miz does not have any credibility at all. Miz looks like a fucking loser. Yeah, he, he looks like a goddamn joke, and the way that they're going to try and get around that is the stupid bullshit about the fucking rope break, when it's like... What, what, what do you mean? The, the, <clears throat> because of the whole thing of like, oh, Miz should have won it, but he, he got his foot, but, you know, Shane McMahon got his foot on the ropes and the rest stopped counting, but yeah. he should have stopped counting. No, no he should have stopped counting, that's how rope breaks work. But there's no rope breaks in a in a cage match. That's what Cole kept yelling. Well, he's an idiot because there are because the pinfall needs to still occur in the ring. Like you can't. Pin the other thing the I was gonna say is I don't I don't remember that rule. Where does that rule exist again? That you can't have a rope break. Like you're saying, there's no DQ. There's no DQ. There's no DQ. What does it have to do with a rope break, Cole? Yeah, rope breaks still count because it still breaks up the pin or submission. Now, if you keep holding the move while they have their uh, like the submission while they're on the ropes, you can keep doing that, but you can't get a, a, a tap out during it. The whole thing was a fucking disaster. Yeah, I don't understand that part, but I I thought the ending was stupid, and I liked it because it was stupid. The ending was stupid, and it made Miz look like a fucking jerk. Like he looked like a complete ineffectual idiot. I mean, it is the Miz. Then why should I want to root for the Miz as a babyface? If he can't win. I don't know. Because that's how they book all babyfaces. And that's why none of their fucking babyfaces get over! I don't know what you're talking about. Roman Reigns, he's a big dog. Yeah, he sure is over right now. He doesn't have crowds turning on him. I don't know. The crowds didn't turn on him on Sunday. Yeah, the crowd did turn on him on Sunday because he was out there for like 15 seconds and he did the cool Roman thing and he left. Yeah, again, they're booking Roman as a good baby face. Yeah, how did that go for him on Monday and Tuesday? Fine. I don't believe you. Crowd was, the crowd did not give him any shit. I still don't believe He's the not crowd, fighting crowd. for the world title, so it's fine. Keep him in this bullshit angle with Shane. I don't care. He's gonna fight Shane at Redacted. Cool. Wait, he's gonna fight Chris. Yes! <laughs> he's gonna fight Shane at Christmas. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, you don't want to know what I'm thinking right now. Uh, Yeah, I know what you're thinking. Don't say it. Don't Bo flex match. I told you not to say it, then you said it anyway. You're gonna get banned from the show just like Oscar. I'm not defending him. Fuck you. Let's talk about the match that no one cares about. Cruiserweights. Never defending him. No. That's some evil shit. John Cruiserweights. It's that's your wheelhouse. Wasn't that? I would rather talk about Chris Benoit's suicide than the cruiserweights. Jesus fucking Christ. Harsh, but also... No, it's not fair. That's not fair at all. 
I wasn't saying it was fair. I was saying fuck this match. Yeah, fuck this match. No one cared. Yeah, no one cared. Move like, on. The, it died. A, it died a slow, horrible death, and admittedly, it got a boring chant. And it honestly, kind of deserved. Yeah, it was the worst cruiserweight t- title match on a pay per view in a long time. Davari is not a good wrestler, and you know what? I, I stand by what I said about like the style that he works. If you have someone like really interesting that can work around him, like you can maybe get something out of it. But like, that's not Tony Nice. Tony Nice is boring shit. Tony Nice is duller than dish soap. Tony, like the fucking joke uh, champion that TJP played on fucking Southpaw Regional Wrestling, whose whole thing is that like he has like no head for the business and he's completely fucking boring. He has more charisma than Tony Nice. Yeah, and you know what? You know what the other problem with this match was? Is it was in the middle of a card where you know the cruiserweights are supposed to be labeled as, as something different. And it wasn't any different than anything else on the card, aside it. Which admittedly is just how the cruiserweights are basically booked in general. Yeah, it's, and that's the problem. They wrestle WWE matches, except they're smaller guys, and they're people that are put on this label of you don't, you shouldn't care about them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, good job. And they're putting them, specifically putting them in spots where they're supposed to be cool-down matches, and I, you know, I, I'm gonna admit I'm stealing a point from, like, Wrestling Observer here, but, like, I fucking hate the way they book these shows. Like, the, I don't remember who's, who on that or figure four or whatever said it, but like, they're absolutely right. Like, the way that they fucking book these shows that they just put like boring matches in the middle of them that completely slow down the pace because they're like, oh, well, that match was really hot and exciting. You're going to be tired. So here's some fucking boring shit that you're not going to care about. Be fair. As someone who's been in a crowd like that, yes, yeah, you think it's kind of tired. You get tired, but you know what? Like, that's why you book your shows better so that you have like a gradual build where it's like it keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger until like you're at the biggest fucking thing at the end. Like instead they just do big tired boring, big boring, big boring. And it just makes the show fucking ping pong between like complete nonsense. It makes it feel even fucking longer than it is. But John's got, they got to fill four hours. They got to fill those four hours. And you could do it in a way that's not going to make it fucking feel, like, so insufferable. Like, uh, how much better would this match have been if it was the pre-show match? Uh, probably about the same. Probably about the same, but you know what? I feel like you would have had the crowd, like, way more interested in it. Agreed. Like, because part of what made this match so bad to me, and, like, admittedly, yeah, like, not the biggest fan of Tony Nese out there, don't like Davari, but I feel like, again... Part of what made this match so bad is that they were crowd didn't fucking care. Crowd wasn't willing to give it a chance because they're fucking tired. Yeah, can't believe we're talking about this match this long. I mean, it's more than we're going to talk about two hundred five live tonight. So you know what? Damn. Hey, John. Let's talk about Becky two belts. Becky two belts. Ain't no more. <clears throat> Fuck you. Fuck Lacey Evans. She had money guns. I kind of like the money guns. Yeah, uh, you'll be hearing from Patrick Klepek's lawyer. That's his gimmick. Well, you know what? You can't copyright a gimmick. 
I mean, you can. We just didn't. Well, you fucked up. This match sucked. Lacey Evans yeah, is not, sure did. Lacey Evans is not ready, and she was on the offense this, the whole time. This match was very bad, and everybody fucking looked off in it. Like, Becky did not look good at all, and I'm sure that a good deal of that was that it's just Lacey's really green and really bad. Yeah, and when you see the because match you, afterwards... Because you know yeah. what? Yeah, because the match after hers, like, as much as I don't want to see that match again, totally fine. Yeah. None of those problems were there. So, uh, the, the the finish. Do you have a problem with it? Yes. Explain. So, they're wrong when they're like, oh, uh, Becky's shoulders are on the mat. Like, they should have been pinned. Like, no, the ref was absolutely right. When he was looking at it, when he was looking at her, her shoulders were not down. Correct. She did get her shoulders down, though. And the problem is that her shoulders are down when, when the ref wasn't looking because he just randomly decided to completely switch positions for no reason, making it very clear that he was going into position to, for the disarmor way before, like two seconds before Becky actually went into the disarmor. Yeah, that was bad. So, yeah, the whole thing about, like, oh, Becky actually got pinned. Well, no, she didn't. But, like, she should have if the ref hadn't already started moving position for no reason. Why would the ref have been moving position? Oh, right, because it's fake. And also, was she down for three? Yeah, she's probably down for two, but yeah. still. The referee should have counted it, then. For those yeah, two. it's the whole thing was, like, it takes you out of it because, literally, I did notice. I was like, wait, why is the ref moving into a different position. Why is he doing this? Why would he move? Oh, because she was supposed to put on the, on the disarmor and she just didn't do it in time. I feel like everyone was just off in this match, including the ref. Yeah. The whole thing was off, but I did like what happened afterward. What's that? Owen Charlotte coming down with her <laughs> shit eating grin going, we're going to have our match now. Even though it was supposed to be later. Was it supposed to be later, though? That's what the commentary was saying. Like, they were going to at least give Becky a break, you know, before defending her both belts. But Charlotte goaded her into doing it now. Uh, Why did she do that? Because because she knows that uh, Becky is, uh, you know... No, not why did Charlotte do that. Why Charlotte did it makes complete sense, because fuck Charlotte. She's a complete asshole, and she knows that Becky is an idiot and will do it. Why is Becky an idiot and did it? Because she's so full of herself, because she's been proclaiming how great she is, how she can defend both belts in the same night. It's to me it's just like Hoopers. Becky had all the Becky had all the cards here, and Becky was also just looking at her like, I can't oh you motherfucker, you're tricking me into doing this. I know you're doing this. But it's like, you didn't have to do it. You could have just been like, Well, we're supposed to fight later, then let's fight later. Well she would have thought like, she would have been called a coward and she's like it's like Marty McFly being called chicken. You can't, you can't, you can't do that. It's dumb and would have made a lot more sense if it was like, "Hey, I talked to to Vince and he decided that this match is gonna be right now." So fuck you. I think it played better into the whole story they were telling of Becky being overconfident. I think it worked out. 
but I didn't think it was a story of Becky being overconfident they were, because they were talking Becky, about it on the pre-show. You already said fuck the pre-show. Who cares about what they said on the pre-show? Who am I going to listen to? Fucking Sam Roberts? He's a fucking jabroni. You're right. What about the coach? Thank you. The biggest jabroni. Damn. Damn. Tell me I'm wrong. No, you're not wrong. Which is damn. I'm just saying that's the story they're getting over because they interviewed Becky and she was like, so confident about it. Like, yeah, easy, I'm the champ, I can beat both of them same night, super easy. Well, I feel like they didn't put that story over on the commentary, so you know what, then I, that's I where that like, falls apart. I feel like the, you know, Corey Graves was giving her shit for that when she accepted And also, and also, it doesn't really play because that wasn't the story of what happened in the match. She didn't lose because she was overconfident, she lost because... Oh, yeah. Fucking Lacey Evans is a tool. Well, that's the thing, like, Becky actually is that good, she could have won. But fucking Lacey Evans, because they gotta continue that story, because she's gonna be Raw exclusive now. Also, they kind of no-sold the women's right, which is weird. I don't know, she got got hit pretty hard with it. She got hit pretty hard with it, and then proceeded to get a roll-up on Charlotte. She didn't get the pin with it, but, you know, there's definitely a delay there between the... You know why? Between the women's right and the the big boot that ended the match. Yeah, you know why? Because fuck Lacey Evans, she sucks. She does suck, but also it's kind of strange that that women's right that's taken out Becky to end a lot of segments on the Raw and the downing of Smack just doesn't seem effective this time. the boot's so much stronger, obviously. (laughs) Uh, oh yeah, that, this, then good things. This happen. was a very, this was a very good match that was incredibly overbooked, and I include the ending in that. I don't know. I like this ending. I don't know how to feel about this ending. So they double teamed on the uh, on Becky, and then Bailey, because of course they did, and then uh, Bailey came in for the save because the crowd was chanting for ba- Bailey to come in and save her. She did. She took him out. Uh, Charlotte <coughs> ate that post, and somehow, like, I don't know what they did that post, but it legitimately killed Charlotte. Like, I, I don't know what happened there, but she, like, legitimately died from that post. She sure did. And then the crowd got all hyped for the cash-in, and then she did it, and she won the she won the thing with her elbow. It's a very unbailey move. Well, that's the thing they were trying to put over, is that Bailey now has an edge to her. That was what how the commentary did, was saying. How did they pay this off on SmackDown? Um, she was teaming up with Becky, and Becky's like, yeah, you're my friend, but also I want that belt back, so I'm going to be your friend for now, but I also want to fight you. And Be- and Bailey's like, yeah, I'll f- kick your ass. What's up? I'm independent now, you know, I don't need Sasha, you know, I'm the be- I'm the best wrestler on SmackDown, and I'll defend against anyone. Is there any, like, difference in her character, though? Is she just, like, being she's, just same old Bailey, but she just did some weird kind of heelish, kind of heelish shit, but we're okay with it because fuck Charlotte? She's just being kind of, like, more of a bit more confident, you know, like, she knows that she's the best. Okay, so 
like, are, are we talking, like, say, NXT champion Bailey? Leaning that way, with a little more of a tweener pulled to it. Like, it's nearly like there's kind of time taking from Becky's book, but not entirely. I don't, I don't know about that. I'm like, sure. you don't need everybody to be Becky. But she's not, that's the thing. Like, a little, it's a hint of it, but it's enough that she's her own person. Why can't we just have, like, a fucking good, cool baby face that, like, just wants to do the right thing? Like, I don't understand why this is a thing that can only exist in NXT. Because they they believe that that Bailey can't get over, and guess what? It kind of didn't. It didn't because Vince McMahon... Yeah, they didn't give it a chance and made her look like a fucking joke. It's whatever. It's working. What they're doing now is working. People are way into Bailey being a legitimate champion. So, I mean, I'm way into it. Yeah, so, so let's let's see how this goes. Let's see how it goes before they fuck it up. Okay. All right. Well, hearing that, like, they didn't, they haven't, like, made her just be like, I'm edgy Bailey now. Whoa, the Bailey, the man version, no, like the- on SmackDown. That that's reassuring. Yeah, the, like, the promo she did at, after the match pretty much set the tone. Like, she, you know, she knows that she's the best, and she and she deserves this belt. And she's ready to, you know, rebuild herself and be, you know, the champion that we all know she can be. All right, then. Hey, John. What's that? Elias attacked Roman Reigns backstage. This Elias segment was perfect. He broke his guitar, though. He fucking snuck up on him with like the stupidest fucking like Wiley Coyote looking face. It was great. Broke his guitar though. He did. What's he gonna do? He fucking played electric, is what he did. Uh, Awesome. I was so into it. He fucking played electric and it. And the way that Corey was like, oh my god, what? That's what he needed. Just need to go electric, obviously. Did he play electric on Raw or SmackDown? I don't remember. I th- I, th- I, th- I think he was back to acoustic. What the fuck? It's it's only for a special occasion. You can't attack people with an electric guitar. <coughs> you can't, but like, th- I, this is how I want him to do his performances now. Yeah, no, this is perfect. He fucking killed Roman, then he came out, he did a lot, his Elias thing, he sang a song about how Hartford sucks, and made the Hartford people really upset, and he was like, alright, well fuck you, I'm leaving now. Yeah, I'm and then gonna, Roman no, immediately me, killed him. Excuse me, he said he's gonna do what they all wish they could do and leave. Again, because he's a pro. Yeah, then Roman came in and beat him in nine seconds. <laughs> yeah, because they were like, hey, let's do the thing that Elias is really good at, which is being an annoying dick and singing his funny songs, and then yeah. not do the thing that Elias is bad at, which is wrestling. It was perfect. I loved it. Bad news, though, John. What's that? Main event SmackDown was Roman and Elias, and it was an actual match. Oh, man. But Drew McIntyre showed up at the end, though. What? Because he's working with Shane. <sighs> and, and, he hates, oh, and, he hates, so... and he hates Roman. I fucking hate this wild card shit. Yeah, I do too. The only good thing to come from it is the thing we're going to talk about later. No. We'll talk about it. No, it isn't. We'll, we'll talk about it. Hey, John. 
But first, let's talk about the best match of the night. Yeah, I was totally wrong when I was like, oh, this is going to be that great. Fuck you. That yeah, this fucking Styles Clash is the greatest Styles Clash ever. Yeah, Rollins style ruled. He caught him into that Styles Clash. <laughs> Shit ruled. I can't believe he hit it. I can't believe that either. That was ridiculous. I thought he was going to fuck it up and break his neck, but he didn't. He totally hit it. It was amazing. Yep. He fucking got him. Shit, man. I don't even know what... All this match was cool. Like, fucking the superplex into the, like, the modified Falcon Arrow. Fucking the Scorpion Death Drop. Yeah, they busted out, like, tons of moves, and it was great. Like, the actual stomp was fucking killer. Yep. It was great, and this was exactly the win that Rollins needed to establish yep. that he is the top person on Raw. It was a fucking fantastic match, and it looked great. And then the ending was weird, and kind of reminded me of, like, how strange these characters are. And what's that, John? Uh, just the, the whole the handshake thing. Respect, though. Yeah, but, like, it was just like a kind of a weird reminder about how, like, all of WWE's baby faces are just kind of shitty people. Yeah. That we ignore the fact that they're shitty because they're good at things. And I get it, that's like the ultimate Vince McMahon ideal of what is a good person, is that it's not that you're, like, morally good or, like, a decent person to people, it's that you can be a complete, utter shit dick so long as you're, like, good at being able to back it up. Wait, 19, y'all. <clears throat> like, I don't know. Like, the whole, just the whole reaction of just, like... Styles being like offering him the handshake of being like, you know how hard this is for me? Like, yeah, I get it. But like, hey, that's kind of a dick thing to say. And like even acknowledging the fact that like, yeah, I'm, I'm a sore loser, but like I'm trying to be a good loser here and offer it to you. But you're making it real hard for me to do it. And like, but even just the fact that like Styles is just or it's not Styles, Rollins is just so up his own ass about like shit that like he wouldn't even accept the handshake until he's basically banging him like come on man just shake my hand you're fucking embarrassing me here like it really is just a reminder of like yeah Rollins is kind of a dick too like he's still kind of the same person he was when he turned on the shield yeah but now he has the like all the times that he fought with like Ambrose and was like, yeah, I felt really bad about that, but you won't accept my apology. I'm going to fight you. That's, that's like, Rollins. yeah, dude, you kind of suck. Yeah. All these people just kind of suck. Yeah. It's like, it's just like a big stark reminder of like, oh, maybe this is why you can't fucking like build stars anymore is because like, yeah, these people are really talented and like, they're really cool. I don't like them as people. Well, I mean, good news, I have someone in the next match that you can like for being a good person. Who's that, Owen? Kofi Kingston, your WWE champion, and Kofi Two Belts. I did I did like this. Wait, how does he have two belts? He's he's not only the WWE champion, he's also the up, <laughs> up, down, down champion now. Oh, okay. Won, well, good for him. He won that this week, so... Oh, good. WWE posted on Instagram him with both belts and called him Kofi Two Belts. He fought Kevin Owens. 
This match was fine. This match was fine, and I think it would have been a lot better in retrospect. Yeah, like, I really enjoyed this match. I think it also would have been a lot better in retrospect if they had put it on before the Styles-Rollins match. I don't know why they did that. Agreed. That was such a stupid idea. I think their idea was that they're trying to say, no, but for real, the WWE Championship is important. It's on after the other belt, when really we all know they think the Universal title is the A title. Yeah, and but like more importantly, just again, remember the fact that like yeah, Kofi is really fucking good and Kevin Owens like I fucking love him. Yes. Like he's fucking brilliant. His his character work is above and beyond and Kofi is also like a really good character. But I I'd also say like in terms of like I and I will say about this, then about this is that like they are fucking fantastic. They deserve to be main event stars. They deserve to be having the top belt, but like mm-hmm. they're middle upper tier in terms of their wrestling ability. Let's say fucking yeah. Seth Rollins and, and AJ styles are like complete and utter S tier. Yes. I don't understand why you would put you, you would put your a tier bef- after your S tier. Like you're not, Again, it, it comes to what we were talking about earlier about, like, the way that they book these shows. Like, you should be having your matches that have bigger bill that are going to be fucking crazier going on before the matches that are going to be lesser then. Yeah, the way I would have did it was put the WWE title first, then the Universal title, then I guess the Cruiserweights could have fit, you know, between that and the ladder match. No, and then you just do the ladder match. You do the main event. No way. You don't need a cool down. Four hour show. You don't need to four hour show. cool you need, people you need, down. When it's four hours, you need a cool down. I don't think you do. I think you can. I don't think if you have many it be a cool gradual downs. build. I don't think you need as many cool downs as they have, but you need at least one. You know what your cool down is? Show a bunch of video packages. Do some interview shit. That's actually not a bad if you idea. really if you really wanted to do something, this is one you could have done on Reigns and fucking Elias because it wasn't a match. That, that's also a good point. That would have fit here too. Anyway, we should talk about that ladder match because uh, Jesus Christ, everyone. So yeah, we talked dead. about. The th- yeah, we talked about the three good matches in the Women's Money in the Bank and the two title matches. So now let's talk about the seven-eighths of a good match. Everyone died. Everyone fucking died. Everyone is dead now, except for Randy Orton, because he's a fucking genius. Why the fuck did Finn take that stupid-ass bump from Baron Corbin? Because he's Finn Balor, he's an idiot. Dude, what are you doing? I bet you it was it was his idea and not Corbin's. And Corbin's like, I guess I'll I'm do it. I'm sure. It, I'm sure it was Finn's idea. I don't know, John. They're all idiots. God damn, it's just so unnecessary. What about Andrade and uh, Ali? Yeah, that shit was crazy too. Yeah. What about Ricochet? Andrade, man, he was a fucking star in this. Yeah. That's why he deserves... Yeah, Ricochet Ricochet was also an idiot and decided that he was going to kill himself, uh, that he was going to take the mantle of of suicidal when uh, Finn was too busy being dead. Yeah, he went through that ladder. (coughs) He's dead now. Jesus Christ. If you go to WWE's Performance Center's uh, YouTube video, there's a video of Casey Catanzaro, his uh, girlfriend, watching that match and being very upset at those spots. 
It's pretty. It's pretty good. It's, it's it's a good video. I don't need to see that. I don't know. She the way she emotes is really good. I don't want to see a, a woman in legit fear. But she she knows what she signed up for. It's Ricochet. This is what he does. I'm aware it's what he does. She knows what she signed up for. <laughs> it doesn't make it right. Yeah. Well, you know, wrestlers are crazy. But then it's fine, Johnny, because they all like worked really hard in this match and they all like killed each other. And it was all worth it. Because the person who worked the hardest in the match won. He sure did. Yeah. Because Sami Zayn got taken out earlier. <coughs> and they kept saying it was Braun Strowman's fault. Including Triple H, who's 100% in on this. And, you know, punished Braun. And filled the spot with Brock Lesnar. I just... What? Why? Because fuck you! It gave us but the greatest gift why? of all, John. It gave us the greatest gift of all on Monday. Y you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. It's the one part of Raw I actually saw. Beat. Bach, uh, <coughs> Brock. That's what it is. It's the one part of Raw I actually saw. Boom because basically... That part, that part is pretty funny and okay. Uh, and yeah, now yeah, we're done box. talking about. Now we're talk, done talking about money in the bank. It sucked. John, we part. need to put speakers on the briefcase. Put speakers on the briefcase. Make it an actual boombox. Let's go. Here's my attempt to watch the the weekly shows, Owen. I started watching Raw in the middle of the the broadcast, or in the middle of Paul Heyman's opening promo. Uh, for some reason, it stopped broadcasting from my iPad, or, f yeah, from my iPad to the Apple TV. And I went, you know what? This is probably a sign. And I gave up, and I started watching RuPaul's Drag Race instead. Well, the story they're doing with Lesnar is that <coughs> he can either cash in on Rollins or Kofi. And he's teasing that briefcase for on both shows. I mean, he didn't show up sure. on SmackDown. Payment showed up at the briefcase, but still, that's the story: is that it could be either champion. Hell, he might challenge both at the same time. I don't know how that's possible, but it could happen because you're gonna tell Brock Lesnar no. Yeah, I guess not. But let's talk about the good thing on Raw. Let's talk about the Firefly Funhouse. Did you see this? Mm-hmm. What'd you think of the big intro they had? There's kids now? Um... What I thought about it was... I enjoyed it. Uh-huh. The fact that this was all you gave us this week... Just literally, like, barely even a minute. I was it. not into that. They're, they're dragging it out. Because they gotta get to where we're stomping ground. And it just especially bothered me when it's like, you had the fucking perfect way to bring him in. Like, fucking 
Sami Zayn like strung up chained to like a weird fucking fence thing like he was like hanging upside down like totally my first reaction was oh shit is it Bray is Bray doing like weird creepy shit and it was like no, no surprise to Brock Lesnar like that doesn't even make sense that's more effort than Brock Lesnar would put into anything he just suplex you and be done with it Right. Like, that was the problem for me, again, and with the whole, like, Brock Lesnar, like, being put in the thing instead of Sami Zayn. It's like, the way they took out Sami Zayn, like, it didn't even seem believable for it to be Brock. That's why they did it. It was actually Triple H who did it. Again, seems like a lot of effort for Triple H. Well, you know, he's an evil mastermind. That's what he does. Which is why it would make a lot of sense if it was a weird, scary monster man. Yeah. He's he's busy hanging out with the children. Who also has a history of, like, chaining people to things and, like, drawing all over their face. John, you know what the problem is? They won't let him in. Let him in. John, let him in! They should let him in. We'll see when they let him in. Maybe he'll be stomping Pro- ground. Just probably let the man in. Uh, hey, John, they also uh, debuted a new championship. Yeah, they sure did. Yeah, the 20... 24- because that's one thing we definitely need more of in this company, Owen. More championships. So here's the funny thing earlier on Monday, is that people were like, oh, you know, what's, it's going to be called, like, what's the name of the belt? And... Dave Meltzer's uh, site apparently was trying to say it was the wildcard championship, and I didn't believe that for a second, but I was hoping it would be like the social championship or you know something about the always, you know, always going on social media stuff they got, but the only thing I was told earlier in that day was that it was a 24-7 championship. I did not know what they meant was that was the actual name of the belt. <laughs> They probably didn't know that that was the actual name of the belt. I don't know. I usually get good information, but but sometimes they intentionally leave things out because plans can change. But yeah, it was straight up called the 24-7 championship. Well, yeah, again, because you'd like to think that, oh, they're probably going to have to come up with like an actual name for this. Like, yeah, they can't call it the hardcore championship, not, even though that's what it basically is. They made but, the like, belt. It says 24-7 on it. There was no going around this. <laughs> They knew what they were you have it. to, You have to imagine that, like, probably only a few people had seen the belt before. True. I know, but I'm just saying the plan was, you know, you may have think, oh, maybe the plan could have changed, but it was never going to change because the belt was made. Again, it's not the idea of it, like, oh, it being a change. It's more like, well, yeah, the idea is it's going to be a 24-7 championship. The details, who knows? But yeah, I... But what I was told was essentially what they said on Raw. It's 24-7. It's all the brands, including NXT, NXT UK, 205. And uh, what Mick Foley uh, did. Makes sense. I mean, it's going so well for the Women's Tag Team Championships. Uh, I don't want to talk about that. Neither do they. Yeah, I, I mean, the Iconics <laughs> were on Raw and they did have a match, but yeah. But John, Mick Foley laid the belt down on the mat, had the referee ring the bell, and whoever 
could get out there and grab the belt first was the champion. It was basically just that TNA match. Yeah, it was. And you know what? It wasn't terrible. What the fuck are you talking about? It was awful. I don't know. I like the Good Brothers fighting over it, too. And, and it- The whole thing was stupid. It was like, all right, let's get, let's put this new belt over. Who's going to fight over it? Oh. John, it's a comedy it's, championship. It's all the people that don't get to be on the show That's because the point of the they're belts. whack. That's the point of the belt is to give them something to do. It's stupid. I, it's a stupid thing for them to do because the belt is nothing. It means absolutely nothing, and the doubly so when, like, who are the fucking people fighting over? It's the fucking Good Brothers who haven't been seen on the show in forever. It's Cedric Alexander, only the second time he's been allowed on Raw since coming over. It's fucking Eric Young looking like a weird giant baby. It's I don't know fucking. Why are you surprised at this? You saw him like this before. I didn't remember seeing him. Him like this in that fucking you, SmackDown thing. You freaked out when that happened, then too. I'm sure I did, but it's like, the fucking, what are they doing with his bald head and no beard? It's like, you look awful, dude. It's literally, it's like, Jerry you Rick look Rick. like a weird, creepy baby. You look like Kurt Angle shoved in the fucking Shrinky Dink machine. What the Jesus fuck? <laughs> God damn. You're, you're really, you're really taking it to Eric Young here. It's not a good look, bro! Alright. <coughs> Get your shit in order, Eric Young! John, the important thing is Tyson Neal's finally out of the doghouse and he won a championship. Psych, Bobby Roode. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Robert Roode. Yeah, Robert Roode pinned him on the ramp. Yeah, like fucking. Yeah, let's talk about the big people. Again, talk about the big people fighting over this belt. Oh, we had No Way Jose. Whatever, it's... I mean, the B-team are also going after it on SmackDown. Well, I'll get in... You know, I'm going to go all the way into this, because... uh, They were chasing the Robert Root backstage, and R-Truth hit him away in the trunk of a car. And made everyone go elsewhere, and then he picked up the win by pitting him, and then ran away. Did you not... Here's my idea. Did you not see his post on Twitter? I did. He's going to SmackDown with the European Championship. I did. I saw that, and I was like, you know what? R-Truth, God bless you, man, being the only one that can actually make this thing seem somewhat good. I don't know. By being funny. There's there's at least three other people putting in the work as well. This belt is a fucking joke. It is. It's stupid. It is. Like, but no, the last thing you need is another stupid fucking joke comedy thing, because you know what? Let's be honest. That's all the belts. That's the United States title. That's the Intercontinental title. That's the fucking Raw Tag Team Championships. That's the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. All the fucking belts are jokes as it is. You don't need another belt. That's just a fucking joke that you're going to forget about. The fucking Women's Tag Team Championships. You've already made that a fucking joke. And here you have this one that's explicitly just about, like, dumb comedy for people that are fucking worthless and you're not going to put on the show in any other way. It's stupid and meaningless. And you know what? Here is what the best thing that they could possibly do for this belt would be? You have fucking Brock Lesnar cash in his fucking Money in the Bank briefcase on the 24-7 championship, take it back to his farm in Saskatchewan, and you never hear from it again. No way. Then you keep having segments of people going to his farm and fighting him for it. No one will ever do that because everyone is scared of Brock Lesnar. 
And you know this. People are stupid enough to do it. Only our truth. Alright, I'm, I'm down for our truth constantly showing up in different costumes, trying to trick them. That would actually be decent content, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, but I... Like, over this week, I, there's at least three other people besides our truth that have been putting in the work to make this championship, like, seem like a fun concept. That, like, <laughs> if you're following the social media stuff, I've been really enjoying it. Like, one of them is Kathy Kelly. You know, the queen. She, Kathy Kelly's been funny. She keeps, like, trying to, like, get interviews <laughs> while also, like, buttering up the referees to be her friend. So now she's constantly has a referee with her at all times, just in case. It's really good. Then you have Matt Hardy, who, before SmackDown this week, was hiding between cars with a referee and demanding that he goes around the other side of the arena and tries to find our truth and bring him back. Which And he also showed up on SmackDown as one of the people chasing him, which was really good. And then you got Drake Maverick, who's doing the most work. Have you been following his stuff? I've seen it, yes. Doing all the flyers, like actually going up to Vince's office and like sliding the flyer underneath. And then yelling ruthless aggression. <laughs> it's really good. Like, this is, he's actually like trying to get himself over. Like, that's what the opportunity is, is that these people can be creative on social media and try to get themselves over so that maybe they'll get some television time because the way WWE's going, there's really no other way they're going to get on TV. Because everything is terrible. It's just fucking sad and pathetic that this is what it's come to. I think it's harmless. Like, a stupid thing that's just made to be a fucking joke. I feel like... Like, it's you're basically telling me, Hey, don't take this thing seriously! R-Truth was wearing uh, a wig. Yes, don't take it seriously. R-Truth has this belt. Then why should I care? Because it's... Why should anyone care? What does this belt get you, aside from getting stalked forever? Comedy segments. I, well, that's the other thing. They should... At, like Someone else suggested a, uh, a smart idea for the belt. Is that if you hold on to the belt for 30 days, you should be guaranteed a championship opportunity for another... For, like, the world title or something. Yes, I, I did see this idea. I mean, you can... You can say where it came from. I heard it from like several people. I don't know where you oh, heard okay. from. Like a few yeah, people told this idea, and I liked it. <clears throat> yeah, like something like that, or something like actual stakes can make sense. But as it is, it's just like it's stupid. I feel like they, it's a thing they that has something. no purpose whatsoever, other than to be just another fucking bobble that they can bring out sometimes and just be like, "Look at a cool thing! Don't you want to buy a replica of this, even though it's the most ugly thing ever?" But also, they can use this as a way to get people to attend house shows, because the title could change hands there. It's the only championship they have that could actually change hands at a house show. But who cares enough to want to see this title change hands? I mean, I, 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 would, I would watch it. I'm, I think I'm the only person who likes this belt. Yeah, you are. I like dumb shit. I like bad things, John. It's established. This is a bad like, thing, and I like it. This is just awful. Like, and it's not even, like, a fun awful. It's an awful that doesn't make sense in their universe. There's no logical consistency for why any of these people would want this belt other than they're just so fucking pathetically desperate. Well, I've got good news for you, John. 
Raw this week had the highest ratings since the Superstar Shakeup. I'm aware. Ratings are going up. The 24-7 championship is ratings. You know what else is ratings? I'm going to need a citation on that one. You know what else is ratings, John? What's that, Owen? They're, they're realizing that no one tunes in for the third hour, so they're changing the format. No, they're not. John, the graphics are black and white now. And the lights are dimmer, I know. I really like this look. <clears throat> I like it a lot. I think this should be how the show always looks. I don't disagree. I think it's a fine look. I think that it's it's good. I think it's just... So a lot of the comments I was reading uh, about this on the internet this week were about, like, you know, hey, remember when, like, back in the Attitude Era when, like, they would have, you know, the first hour of Raw would be Raw's War and then the second hour would be the War Zone and it felt, like, so different and, like, it was crazy and whoa. And it's like, have you motherfuckers actually gone back and seen any of that? There was literally no difference in between content between Raw's War and War Zone. They're the exact fucking same. Mm-hmm. And this is exactly what this is going to be, too. Like, the only reason they did it back in the day was because they as they tried to classify it as two different shows because they could get more money for the second hour of Raw than they could for the first hour for selling ads. Mm-hmm. This is not going to be any fucking different. It's going to be the exact same fucking show. It's just they're being like, oh, man, we'll make it seem more edgy and, like, crazy, like, for the third hour because it's a 10 and, whoa, you could anything crazy can happen after 10. Yeah, you really think Mattel is going to be okay with that or their reaction is not going to be like, what the fuck are you doing? John, what if the sponsorships change in that hour and then also next week we see a TV 14 logo pop up at 10 o'clock? What if they actually do it? They won't. But what if they do? Then I guarantee you they're going to get a call from Mattel being like, what the fuck are you doing? And they're going to say, we're not going to air your ads in the third hour. And they're going, and Mattel's probably going to say, that's not the problem. The problem is that you, uh, you, we have a deal with you that says no PG-13 content because we make your toys. Well, maybe things have changed. Maybe they looked at the ratings and go, well... We want more people to look at the product so that they'll buy the toys. I don't I don't I know, don't John. Th- I want to see something crazy happen because WWE's desperate. And also, <laughs> they keep making these changes and the ratings are going up. And I'm actually starting to enjoy these shows now. It's I know that's insane. You have Stockholm Syndrome. I'm just saying it right now. I do. I, I, sure, I do. But I want to enjoy wrestling again, John. I miss it. I miss enjoying wrestling. Okay, then then do exactly what I've been doing. Watch NXT. I don't know what that is. I didn't watch it this week. Well, you fucked up. Watch actually good programming and not the shit programming that you feel like we need to cover because reasons. Yep. Hey, John. The thing that I keep saying and have been saying for over a year now, we actually don't need to talk about any of this. I, I want to talk about it. Because well, you're wrong. Hey, John. I don't want to hear it. I want to talk about SmackDown. I definitely don't want to hear it. I want to talk about our truth somehow escaping that with the championship. I extremely don't want to hear it. He's the first ever 24-7 champion to kick out of the <coughs> pin. Okay. He kicked out. The B team tried to pin him and he got away. Because they're also fighting each other over who's going to be the champion. 
This makes sense. Yeah, again, like, go back to, like, Gals and Anderson. Oh, they're fighting over who's going to be it. Why? Why would they care? Why would any of these people care? It's fun. No, it's not. (sighs) Okay, John. This belt's not for you. It's not for anyone! For the children. Let the children have their belt. And, And their Bray Wyatt YouTube videos. In the YouTube kids section. I mean, that's just... That's just where it belongs. It's true. It's 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 PG content, man. Also, um, Dolph Ziggler's back, <coughs> by the way. Yeah, I mean, well, you, look, you know what? You need someone to be a scab because none of the people that uh, you know you want to be in that championship scene want to go to Saudi Arabia. Like where? So you mean you redacted? No, I meant what I said. Oh, boy. Uh, if you're going to have someone be a scab, why not unfunny comedian slash Fox News commentator Dolph Ziggler? Oh, God. You're not wrong. I will say, the one thing I did see from SmackDown this week, I did watch his promo. It was a real good promo. It's just a shame that we've been seeing variations on this promo for what, five years now? Yeah, but we had a, a six-month break from it. Actually, probably longer. He's, he's been gone for quite a while. Doesn't matter. It's the exact same thing I've seen for the past five years. I know where this is going. Yeah, but it's just to get us through this show. And then we'll get back to the good stuff, and then he'll disappear again. And it's a bummer, because you know what? Like, Why is it a bummer? Because I'll be honest... I want to like Dolph Ziggler still. I gave up on that a long time ago. I gave up on it a long time ago, but, like, he's still really fucking good when he's actually, like, committed. And, like, you know what? He and Kofi have had some really fucking good matches, which I know because they've done a billion of them. Yeah, this is going to be a good match. Giving them, like, a main event feud, like, you could actually do this really well if you cared, but they so clearly don't because he's just being a scab. The match will probably be fine. I'm not I'm not going to know because I'm not going to say it. Yeah, exactly. Just, just like the last time, I'm not watching that pay-per-view. They don't get, they don't get that number from me. Hey, John. But it's not like they even care. You know what they absolutely do care about? What's that, Owen? 205 Live. (laughs) (laughs) Don't lie to these people. Yeah. 205 Live is a bad show. I'm shocked. The Singh Brothers wrestled a match. What? They were going to fight the Lucha House Party, remember? I don't remember anything that you say about this show. Oh, well, I guess they announced that last week when I wasn't here and I didn't put and I didn't put that in notes because I was like, fuck that. Oh, good news. You get to cover it. Well, good news. They didn't actually have that match with the Luge House Party because of the bullshit with Lars on on Sunday that we didn't talk about because fuck Lars. Wait, did did Lars show up on 205? No. No. But they use the explanation of Lars murdered them. Oh, I mean, I want Lars to show up and just kill people for for an hour in Happy Two Hundred Five Live. 
So instead, now I guess Jack Gallagher and Humberto Carrillo are a tag team? We're doing that now, I guess? Weird, they, they both say fuck Drew Gulak. Drew Gulak's doing cool shit on NXT now. Drew Gulak is still sad posting on Instagram, according to this program. He's on NXT now. And it's amazing. You know what he, you know what he, did you listen to what he did last week? <laughs> no. He showed up on the ramp during, uh, Kushida's match, and then afterward just shook his head and said, this, you suck, and left. He's, right. he's gonna feud with Kushida, and I'll fucking, I'm here for that. Yeah, I know, it's next week. It is? Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna tune in for sure, I'm so excited for that. Humberto's got a cool cape. What? It kind of looks like Ricochet's cape. Let's see. Did he steal his cape? No, he's got his own cape. Is, is it cool? Yeah, I said it was cool. But how cool? <clears throat> it's, I really like it. Alright. Does he keep it it's on the purple. match? Oh, hell no. I mean, it's purple because it's cruiserweights, but yeah. That's cool. It, it, it's at least something. Humberto has something now. Hell more yeah. than just, I'm, I'm cool, I guess. It's Humberto, but now he's got a hat. <laughs> Yeah, basically. But at least it's something. Exactly. No, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, at least it's something. How was the match? Jack Gallagher has a new haircut. I don't like it. Oh. What is it? It's too short. Oh. I don't like it. Okay, yeah. I get that. It's like, it's it's kind of like weirdly like short in the back. It kind of looks sort of like a... a I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to describe it. I don't like it, though. Match was fine. Eh, Bollywood boys are not great. Let's be honest. Yeah. I I don't. I still don't get the Singh brothers. I really don't. Yeah. But who won? Basically, what I basically what I noticed about this match most with the, the commentary was really weird. Why? At one point, uh, Nigel and Aiden English were fighting about the definition of collusion. Oh, collusion. Like, literally, uh, <clears throat> yeah, literally, like, fucking Nigel made a comment about how uh, Jack Alher and, and and Humberto were colluding with one another. And, like, Aiden, let's say, made a comment, there's no collusion, there's no collusion. Oh, no, that's what you're doing. Which, yeah. No, I don't want to talk about this anymore. That's not funny. Which not which Nigel then said, Well technically the definition of collusion is and Adel's like, let's not go there, let's not go there. Oh boy. I was not happy about that. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that. It's bad. I don't need There is that. something else that happened that was very strange that I didn't write down, but it stuck out to me. What is it? I again I said I didn't write it down, so I don't really remember it, but it was very strange. Oh, okay. Like I said, the commentary was real weird in this match. Humberto mm -hmm. got the pin with the, the Aztec press. It felt kind of out of nowhere. It was fine, though. That's good. And the Fatal Five-Way happened to determine the new number one contender for, I guess, Jetta, maybe? Oh, God. Owen. They gave us another fucking variation on Akira Tozawa versus Mike Kanellis! Yeah, it's 205 Live, baby! Except this time they put fucking Brian Kendrick, Odie Lorcan, and Ari Davari in there, too. Who gives a shit about them? It's about these two. 
Owen, let's talk about Brian Kendrick's beard. It's back. Full on goatee is back. Yes. Let's, I'm into let's it. Let's go. Of course, you've always been into it. Man with a plan. Let's fucking Man go. Man with a plan. Did he win? Fuck no. Oh. I don't know. This match was fine. Some real fucking weird production on this episode, though. Why? Uh, well, there was one point, uh, Owen Lorkin was cutting a promo, um, before they went to, you know, commercial or whatever. Uh, he says his promo, then, what's his name? Uh, Vic Joseph starts to jump in to be like, like, that match is coming up next! And he basically gets, like, one syllable in, and then Oni starts talking again, so he has to stop. And then Oni finishes what he's saying, and then he says, clearly says the thing he was supposed to say there. About the match coming up next? No one's watching, it's fine. It was real weird. Uh, so yeah, also, during the intro uh, for the matches, uh, Brian Kendrick comes out, and while he's doing his entrance, they have Nigel cut to the thing, and they go, Hey everybody, so Stomping Ground is brought to you by Gold Bond! Yeah. They, they did that shit to Raw during the Ricochet-Cesaro match. And then Oni Lorkin comes out. And while he's doing his entrance, Vic Joseph goes, Hey guys! WWE Stomping Ground is brought to you by Gold Bond! Again, John, they did this during the, the Cesaro Ricochet match. But they get doing picture in picture when they were doing big spots. It was great. They had it. They, they had him say that it was this match is brought to you by Gold Bond twice? In the same intro? During the same match, they did it twice. They did Gold Bond what? things, yeah. Picture in picture. Gold Bond. During the match. While Ricochet was doing what? the six spots. It was just in a little window. Yep. I did see that that they did that on Raw also for the Secret Life of, of Pets. Oh, wait. It was, was it Secret Life of Pets? I think Gold Bond was once, and then they did it two more times with Secret Life of Pets. <laughs> it, it was a lot. It was a lot. How'd this match go, John? Uh, this match was fine. You know, look, it's it's a fatal five-way in WWE. Like, yeah, no, it's cool. Like, it's it's chaotic. It's fun. They're not gonna, like, fuck up one of these... One of these matches. Like... It had, it had some good moments, but, like, also, you know, it's fucking cruiserweights. Who cares? Yep. Who won? Uh, Tazawa won. Okay. He got a he got a roll up on Davari. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Mike Canales, but like, of course. He almost got Mike Canales, but then Davari was like, "No, I'm gonna get it." And then Tazawa was like, "What if I get you instead, motherfucker?" Bang. Uh, so yeah, that eh, match was fine. I don't know. Um, Tazawa, I watched what basically what stuck out to me about this match was like. It feels like maybe they might be turning Tozawa heel. I mean, he's gonna fight a face champion, so sure. <clears throat> there are a bunch of basically what it stuck out to me because yeah, there are a bunch of times where like, hey, you know, there's the whole thing about like he and, and Kendrick are friends. Kendrick is his mentor and stuff. There are a bunch of times where like Kendrick offered him the hand, like offered him like a handshake or something, and Tozawa never took it. Interesting. Yeah, so that was like, huh. 
So wait, are they like turning him heel or something? Because that's kind of strange. Uh, but then I remembered, wait, this is 205 Live. I don't give a shit. Yep. Hey, John. What's that, Owen? Is that it for 205 Live? Yes, it is. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Remember the part where you said we're going to do a short episode? Yeah, I'm aware. Then you made me talk about so much money in the bank. Well, I mean, you you helped. But let's start... Let's, let's, let's speed things up and let's get through the last two things we got. I mean, I went pretty quick through 205 Live. I don't, I don't know. know. You, talk you about. talked about that commentary for a bit there. Because commentary was really bad. Fuck that commentary. Commentary was terrible. No collusion, John. Nope, you're the puppet. Fuck. Tell me about NXT. They announced the what they're doing about the tag team titles. What's that? Let a match! Oh, jeez. My heart just stopped for a second there. I did not expect you to yell that. Fuck yeah, dog. Who's in it? Forgotten Sons, which is whack. Fuck. But more importantly, the Street Profits and the Bald Bulls and motherfucking Fish and O'Reilly shock the system. A fatal four-way ladder match? Yup. <laughs> oh, shit. Yup. At TakeOver? Yup. That should be a whole show. Fuck it. I'm fucking stoked. <laughs> dude, I'm... Oh, my God. Oh, my God, dude. I'm fucking stoked. Write that down on our match of the year contenders list. It's already on there. Let's go. Yup. Let's go. Anyway... Speaking of, of Fish and O'Reilly, our System Shock boys come out to start the show off, right? Did they go boom? They did. Nice. And they're like, yeah, we're friends and we're cool and fuck everybody. Yeah, they, they made up because they killed uh, the bro guy. They, they showed the boy signal, he's dead. And then Johnny Gargano came out. Yeah, and? And I don't know if it's just that, like... I'm still really bummed about what happened last week, and I don't have a lot of tolerance for him right now. But, he, or if it's just that he sucks as a fucking champion babyface. But yeah, Johnny Gargano kind of sucks. Oh well, yeah, he's going against the, the System Shock boys. Or way cooler. Like, his whole thing is just being, like, weird and condescending, and, like... You know, basically slowly explaining to Adam Cole like he's an idiot, like, I pinned you twice. Two is bigger than one. Like, and just what? the way... That sucks. Yeah. It was just like, the way he dragged the entire thing out is just like, dude, you're a fucking asshole. The black heart got to him. Like, shut the fuck up. I want to see Adam Cole kick your goddamn head in. The black heart got to him. He's evil now. Anyway, while this was happening, uh, then they get the our System Shock boys get jumped in the ring by uh, Mr. Angry Bro. Wait, what? You, you mean, yeah. Wait, you mean his ghost? No, he's alive. What? No. Rod, the Rod Strong murdered him. He, the, the, the bloody he wasn't sandal. St- wasn't strong enough, apparently. You don't, you don't hand someone a bloody sandal if you didn't murder the person that was wearing it. I'm just saying. Are we sure he's not a ghost? He's- you do if you're Roderick Strong, and you suck at being strong. So he was just full of shit. Oh, man. And they all start fighting, basically. Cool. Anyway. The- hey, Owen. What's up? 
Remember Sean Maluda? Yeah. Because I forgot he existed. I, he's the guy that looks kind of like the other Samoans. Yep. Except he's from Shaolin. Yeah. Kind of dresses like he's in the Wu-Tang Clan now. A what? A word? I mean, not really. He's more just kind of looking like a knockoff Uso. Okay. Admittedly. I was going to say, that looks that sounds more up his alley. But the fact that they're introducing him from Shaolin, New York, I feel like that's what they're going for. They, I think they've been doing that. Probably, but it's Sean Maluda. I don't fucking remember. I was literally like, oh, right, yeah. Wasn't he in the Cruiserweight Classic? Yep, and I don't remember this other person you're talking about. Mansoor. Mansoor? We talk- yeah, we talked about him a couple weeks ago. We had that match against uh, Dominic Dijakovic. He's also been on uh, NXT UK. A couple times, nice. I believe, or at least once, because I remember seeing him on one of the uh, tapings from uh, New York. It, yeah, from uh, f- yeah, from the the fucking Brooklyn Armory thing. Um, yeah, he he was on that ma- uh, that show that I watched. That uh, what you call it had had the match, the the Devlin uh, Walter match. And yeah, what I noticed in that uh, Dijakovic match still stands true. Yo, Mansoor's fucking awesome! I'm gonna have to go back and watch this, son. He's really fucking cool. Like, what makes him cool? He's just like, he's got a lot of really cool flippy moves. He's got like a lot of really interesting offense. Like, he's just, he's got a great look and he just like really connects with the crowd. Like, he's really neat. I like him a lot. Oh, man, I can't wait to see him on 205 Live. And yeah, I don't know about Sean Maluda, but like, yeah, definitely, he, you know, the match was good, certainly just because Mansoor is really talented. Like, Sean Maluda doesn't do much for me, but like, you should definitely go b- back and watch that Dijakovic match. Okay. Because it was fucking great. Mansoor is really cool. I will have to do that. And he won. Mansoor? Yeah. Nice, they're going to be a push then. That's awesome. Yep. He's he's neat. I'll I'll have to check this out for sure. What else? <clears throat> Anyways, what else cut, we got? cut backstage to uh, your favorite Kathy Kelly. Oh, the the, the future twenty four seven champion. She's hanging outside Regal's office, and Regal is just fucking screaming. She's always outside Regal's office. It seems. Well, it's where things happen. Uh, yeah, she keeps running into people there. Yeah, like the undisputed era. Oh shit! What are they doing there? They're getting yelled at by William Regal. Oh. Why? Well, Regal comes out of his office and he's like, yeah, as I told them, fuck them for the stupid bullshit that they've been doing, like trying to murder Matt Riddle and and that crazy shit that happened at the beginning of the show. So, fuck them. Here's what's happening. Matt Riddle and Rod Strunk are fighting at TakeOver. Uh Uh-huh. And Gargano and Cole are having their match as well. Uh huh. And guess what? O'Reilly and Fish, they gotta fight Riddle and Gargano tonight. Oh shit. So, yeah, that's the main event. Nice. But before that, we have the Velveteen Dream. Oh, I like the Dream. And he's all like. He didn't recite anything uh, this time, right? <clears throat> Thank God, no. Okay, good. Instead, he was just like, I need a, I, I need someone to fight for this title. 
Fuck everybody. Yeah, we apparently got on pay-per-view in two weeks. We're in, it, it, and then look, everyone, it's Tyler! What? Fucking Tyler Breeze returns! Like, Prince Pretty? Y yes Like, the whole... the the With the, uh... The selfie stick and everything? No selfie stick. Oh, man. He's gotta bring that back. But he was holding the phone. He's gotta bring the selfie stick back. Oh, of course. He did have the phone... I will say... Was the outfit? Oh, completely. I was just making sure. Green and blue. Green and blue. It had, it had Tyler Breeze in diamond studs uh, in the back of the fuzzy outfit. Oh, so it's not, he's not wearing his fashion police stuff. He's just straight up Prince Pretty. No, he is Tyler B. is Prince motherfucking Pretty. Yes. And I will say, with his new shorter haircut and like the little bit of five o'clock shadow he's got going along with his soul patch... He's looking a lot more fucking sexy than he used to. Oh, yeah. Tyler, like, I'm gonna say it, like, Tyler, he was fucking good. Oh, yeah. Like, getting that little bit of age on him since he was he was last here, like, you, damn, damn Breeze, this Breeze is fucking gorgeous. Damn right. So why is he here? He wants the North American Championship. And that's our match at TakeOver? Yep. Nice. I'm excited for this. John, this might... I'm really excited for this. Fuck, John. This was a weird segment. Well, I'm going to say that this is shaping up to be maybe the best takeover of the year. It might be, yeah. Shit. This is a weird segment because basically everyone was the heel. I mean, yeah. Like... Why? I don't know. I mean, just, yeah, like Breeze is like naturally heel, so he's doing his Breeze thing and also being kind of a dick. Uh, Velveteen Dream is being a complete and utter dick. Mm -hmm. Just like basically telling him that he ain't shit at fucking every turn. And being like, oh, but you know what? You can get a selfie with me. This is the closest you'll ever get to the title. Damn. And Tyler's like, all right, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll get a selfie with you. And he takes a selfie with him and makes some comment to him and then uh, punches him in the face with the phone. As you do. This is weird. Nice. But but we got the match. I don't give a shit. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. We got the match. I don't give a shit. This match is going to be fucking awesome. What else we got? We got Candice Ray versus Reyna Gonzalez. Sure. Why? She's a cowboy lady. What? She runs, she comes out with, uh, I wrote here, Hangwoman Reina Gonzalez, but honestly, it's more Tejano, uh, because she comes out with a, uh, a bell on a rope. Sure. So yeah, she's more Tejano Jr. than, than Hangman Adam Page. How was the match? Eh. Who won? Candace. Oh, that's, that's good. Reina, Reina's got a good look. She's very tall and very big. Yes, I, I They're making a lot of comparisons to Stan Hansen. Oh, does she have clotheslines? Seems like it, maybe. Nice, that's good. She's very green. Yes, yes, she is. This is my first time seeing her, and yeah, she's very green. Oh, I've, see, I've seen a bunch like, of her, so yeah. Mm, okay, well. She fought Casey Kanzaro in the Man Classic. Okay, then. I still haven't seen any of that. I should probably go watch that. You should. You should watch the Casey Kanzara match. She's really impressive. But never mind that shit! What? 
Here comes Shane and her dumb friends. Man. Why? Because fuck Candace, that's why! Come on, man. Candace did nothing wrong. And then here comes Io Shirai with a kendo stick! What? And she beats the fuck out of everyone! Are you saying we might get Shayna and, uh, and Io in a kendo stick <laughs> on a pole match? No. I'm saying that Io beat the fuck out of everyone with a kendo stick and it was awesome. So when Io turns evil and just starts beating everyone with kendo sticks because she can, I'm going to be fucking stoked. They, they need to do this at TakeOver. They need to make in those qualifications. This is cool. Nice. Well, again, I hope like, they make that Literally, stuff. EO just beat them all, like, beat every single one of Shane and her dumb friends to death with that kendo stick until, like, the kendo stick was literally, like, broken to a million pieces. As I wrote here in the notes, fuck yes. Fuck yes. And then the main event match happened. Mm hmm It was fucking rad. I saw some of this. What did you think of it, Owen? I mean, I didn't watch a lot of it, but it looks like, hey, the <coughs> official Riley are one of the best tag teams in NXT. Yeah, who knew? Gargano is a very good wrestler. Matt Riddle yeah, fucking hits really hard. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Matt Riddle and Johnny Gargano, really fucking talented wrestlers. And they work if well only together. both of them were better at talking. Yeah. I mean, all, all that the bro man needs to say is bro, and I'm good. Yeah, but he also says other words. He shouldn't. Is the though. problem. He, he, he really shouldn't. He really shouldn't. So how'd the match end? Match ended with uh, Adam Cole Maybe. and Rod Strunk running out and being all like, "We're Adam Cole, and Rod Strunk," and Giant Gargano's like, "Fuck you! I'm gonna attack you!" And while all this is happening, uh, fucking. Fish and O'Reilly double-teamed uh, the bro man. Yeah, Matt Riddle. Yep. And won because they hit. You want to yell it, Owen? No, I'm going to let you yell it. Total elimination! See, I, I could not do that justice. Or whatever they actually call it. It's good. I think it's called, like, the high-low or something. Or the up-down. I don't fucking know. The point is... Just, just, let, just let Moro scream total elimination like Joey Styles. Come on. Point is, though, John, Undisputed ever wins. Goddamn right. All the belts, let's go. Yeah, B bring it, bring Fuck it. This Tyler, Fuck this Tyler Breeze match, put the Rod Strong in that match. Rod Strong's already in a match. Put the Rod Strong in the North American match. Make it a fatal four-way? Add the bro-man? I mean, I guess, I guess you could add the bro-man. I'd, I'd like to see Tyler Breeze in the Matt Riddle fight. That'd be interesting. That yeah, would be interesting. Is that it for NXT? That's it for NXT. It was a good show. Yep. Hey, John. I mean, the you know, the Candace match wasn't great, but like... Oh, hey, Io Shirai really... showed up with a kendo stick, so it's fun. <laughs> yeah, that part was really cool. We have one last thing to do, John. We're going to go through this real fast. You ready? People sure are mad about this show. What, double or nothing? Yep. Why? Well, for one, the price. Well, yeah, I'm not happy with the price either. I, I, if, if, whatever. If, hey John, if you want to hear my thoughts on the price of this pay-per-view, 
you should go to patreon.cool because I, me and Trace did a whole podcast, which was recorded before they said what would happen with the, uh, the Battle Royal. Whoopsies. To me, it's just like, fucking whatever. Like, I'm sorry. I paid fuck. Like, all in was fucking 40 bucks. Mm-hmm. This is a pay-per-view. Like, are you people, like, these fucking people being like, oh, this should have made it $20. Like, for what? For what? Again, I'll, I'll, my thoughts on this are on the, the Patreon. Well, why don't you give us a, a preview? All right, I'll give you. I'll give you a little bit of it. it might, essentially, I said I'll I'll pay it this time. I I'm not going to pay this again. They need one. They, like- they, they need they need to take advantage of the BR Live platform and do something with that. One would think that probably they're not going to be doing a lot of pay-per-views that, like, yeah, like, of course their first show, especially when they don't have TV yet, especially when they don't literally have not put on anything that's brought in any revenue whatsoever, mm-hmm. like, yeah, of course that show is going to be, like, pricey. And, like, whatever, it's 50 bucks. Like, you know, maybe I'm not, like, maybe I'm fucking weird about this here, but, like, hey, I'm sorry, I remember when, like, we first started this show, and, like, I spent fucking nine months, ten months, paying $45 every single fucking month for a WWE pay-per-view. It wasn't that long ago. I know that, like, the fucking network being around for fucking five years, like, makes it feel like forever and a day ago, but it wasn't that long ago that we were all paying $45 Every month for one of these fucking things. And they're not going to do that, I don't think. I think that's what we hope. I'd like to believe, because I don't think that's going to be a really viable business model. Yeah, exactly. Again, I I went, me and Trace went through that, that the BR Live platform should be used instead with a monthly, like, I'd say maybe like 20 bucks a month or something. You get access to all of the, uh, you know... VODs of the the weekly TV show plus the pay-per-views. Anyway. Anyway, John, I'm going to tell you these matches. You tell me who's going to win. Alright. Kip Sabian versus Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara, because he's... I've never heard of Kip Sabian before now. Please like, comment, subscribe. I like Sammy Guevara, though. He's, He's very good. The 21-man Casino Battle Royale, which now we know the winner is going to get a future AEW championship match against the winner of Jericho and Omega. Owen, Ty the Ted Man Taylor is in. It's, you mean Sean Spears. Ty the Ted Man Taylor. Yeah. And Luchasaurus, apparently. Yeah. A lot. And Jungle Boy. Yes. A lot of people are in this. And don't forget our favorite. Oscar. Michael Nakazawa. Oh, fuck you. Os- Oscar's in the match, by the way. No, he's not. I got him one of the cards. At least I got him a playing card, and he believes it's for the Battle Royal, so it's fine. He would. Who's winning? I don't know. You're not going to say it's going to be uh, Moxley? I mean, I am going to say it's going to be Moxley, but I don't know that he. I don't know that he's actually going to be there. Okay. But I genuinely believe that it will be Moxley. Okay. I believe that Moxley will be at that show. Of course he will. And he will and he will be the Joker. Yep. I, I had a fun scenario that I said on the, the premium podcast about this before we knew that they fucked up the thing by making it the Jericho Omega thing, but whatever. 
Well, that'll be up you know. Patreon not cool on Friday. Are we going to talk about? Should we talk about that? What? Okay. First of all, have you seen that match? What? Oh, uh, the Pac uh, page match. The one they put out. Yeah. No, I have not. Okay, because I did watch it. It's really good. Of course it is. It's unsurprisingly really fucking good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, that match isn't happening anymore. Yes. And it really sucks. Yeah. I'm... Yep. Like, every, and I'm kind of pissed at everyone involved. Yeah, I, I went through this, too. Again, I'm trying not to say, I'm not, I'm trying not to say too much, but I want people to subscribe to the Patreon. But what are your thoughts, John? I think that this mass incompetence on AEW's part that they allowed this hap- to happen and get in this position at the same time. It- it's the problem is that I see both sides for everybody involved, mm-hmm. and it just makes me think everybody's terrible. Because, like, I could see AEW side of being like, well, you know, we don't want to... We want to book this show, we want it to be this cool thing, and not let the thing get involved in the way, but, like, you should have known that this was going to be a possibility, that Pac wasn't going to want to fucking, like, lose a match while he's Dragon Gate champion, or that, like, Dragon Gate wasn't going to want to lose it, or something like that. At the same time, like, I get Pac wanting to protect his fucking gimmick, but at a point, look, man, I get it, you're the Dragon Gate champion, this isn't fucking Dragon Gate. And you're talking about, like, oh, man, I can't lose. I can't, like, make us look, you know, lesser than. Well, you know what? I'm sorry, man. But, like, you're at best the in the third most important promotion in Japan. At best. Wow. Like, I'm sorry. Who gives a fuck about Dragon Gate? I know the Dragon Gate does really popular things and really good. But, like, you can take a fucking loss here. And it's going to be fine. Okay, like there's a certain point where you stop like being someone that's protecting yourself and you just start being Taz. Wow. And I feel like Pac is definitely drifting into being Taz territory where he's protecting his own image above everything else. Mm -hmm. You know, this shit is fake, right? You're supposed to lose every now and then. But at the same time, I, I do th- still think it's AEW's fault for even being in this position in the first place. Yep. But like, at, but again, at the same time, considering what the story sounds like, which is not even, which is like, they were okay with letting him lose to Paige, but he was being like, no, but I might not be able to lose to Omega. I'm sorry, it's the best fucking, arguably the best fucking wrestler in the world, and you can't, like, job for him. What the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. Again, you're the Dragon Gate champion. The, at best, third most important promotion in Japan. Yep. You ain't bigger than AEW, I'm sorry. Like, AEW is already bigger than anything Dragon Gate has ever done in its fucking, like, decade plus of existence. I'm sorry. It's just how it is. Yep. Hey, John. All that said... The page pock match was very entertaining. Good. <clears throat> you want to you want to get back to the the main card now? Sure. Chuck Taylor and Trent Barata, the best friends, versus Angelico and Jack Evans. I'm actually very excited for this match. Right, I know you are because you're a fan of Lucha Underground. I am, and I also really like Trent Barata. 
Wow, I thought you were say Chuck Taylor. Chuck Taylor's too cool, too. Yeah, these two are great together. Who's going to win? Yeah, I'm going to say on Helico and Jack Evans. Really? Wow. That's a surprise. I mean, look, the best friends are great and all, but they did threaten to murder Nick and Matt's children. I mean, they threatened the bookers. Probably a good thing. Potentially. Hey, John. What's that? The match I'm probably most excited about. SoCal Uncensored against the Strong Hearts. Shima, T-Hawk, and L. Lindemann. I, I've not, I've intentionally not looked at any of their, uh, this uh, promotion stuff. I want to be dazzled. I don't know any of these people other than Shima. I and I haven't seen a lot of Shima. I've been to be ignoring honest. all of it intentional. I want to go in totally fresh. I'm excited for this match. I am too. Who's gonna win? I think I see who's gonna take it. Wow, you're you're really surprised me with these picks. I mean, the thing I, I feel like this is gonna be something like the you know like the Golden Lovers match. At, or the, the Golden Elite match at uh, at All In, where like, yeah, it was a great showing for like you know introducing people to Bandito, and you get to have like Phoenix and and Rey Mysterio out there, but like the people that like you know who are the big people are still going to go over. Mm-hmm. Hey, John. But it's gonna yep. but it's gonna be like a big showing for like look at these crazy new guys you've never seen before. Well, you know, in the same way that they did to Bandito at All In. True. Like, Bandito didn't win, but, like, Bandito went from, like, here's this guy we just randomly found on YouTube to, holy shit, look at this fucking guy. Indeed. <clears throat> hey, John? Yes, indeed. Aja Kong, Yuka Sakazaki, and Emi Sakura versus Hikaru Shida, Rihu Abe, <laughs> and Ryo Muzunami. Motherfucking Aja Kong is in a goddamn match on a fucking pay-per-view in 2019. I am so excited. Goddamn right. This is so cool. It's gonna be so good. Everyone's I'm gonna die. Fucking stoked. Everyone's gonna die. Aja Kong's gonna win. Just Aja Kong. Just Aja Kong. You know what? Can't argue with that. Pins all five other women. Turns on her team and wins. Hell yeah. How about another women's match? Britt Baker versus Nyla Rose versus Kylie Ray. I'm very interested in this match. I am too. I think it's going to be uh, Dr. Britt. Oh yeah. I think they're really getting behind her and really giving her that push. Not to say that they're not getting behind Nyla or Kylie either. Um, but I do think that I do think that they're definitely like really putting some stock in, in Dr. Britt with everything that she's about. And everything that she does, that like, I think that it's a story that tells itself. Absolutely, you want to put her over as a huge like fucking babyface thing. Mm-hmm. For sure, I I agree with that. All right, John. Cody versus Dustin. Fuck yes. He's putting old Yeller out to pasture. So he's saying Cody's gonna win. Fuck yeah, Cody's gonna win. Damn. I mean, yeah, but yeah, damn. Not even hesitation. No hesitation, no regret. Yep. All right, that was easy. How about the the winner 
gets to be in the AEW World Championship match, it's Chris Jericho versus Kenny Omega. I actually genuinely don't know. You don't think it's going to be like, Omega? I would have thought... Well, here's the thing. like, Because before they announced this stipulation, I would have said, you know what, I could see... I could see Jericho getting his win back from, uh, you know, from their match at, at uh, Wrestle Kingdom and them doing one more to for the rubber match. I could see them doing that. But now that they've announced that, like, the winner is going to be competing for the title, like, it's got to be Omega, right? Yeah. I mean, who, who else would it be? Jericho? Do you really think Jericho wants to be in that spot? <laughs> I don't think so, but, like, it would definitely be a big thing to be like, yo, look at our first champion, motherfucking Chris Jericho. But Omega is, like, arguably the biggest star in the entire company. I don't disagree, but, you know, I mean, that doesn't really mean anything, considering that, like, it seemed like their top, their first champion was going to be Paige. Yeah, so it should be one of the elite, should be the first champion. Again, I don't disagree. Yep. But I could also see an argument for, like, motherfucking Chris Jericho, because he's the name that everybody knows, because yeah. he's Chris Jericho. But if Moxley wins the Battle Royal, having two former WWE guys fighting for the title wouldn't be a great look. Remember the Ambrose Asylum? I don't want I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to revisit that, John. I don't, no, want, I don't want him to bring out a potted plant. He got 69 tax in him. Oh, boy. Nice. <coughs> I mean, it wasn't very nice. It's kind of nice. Come on. Yeah. Hey, John. Pick pick one. I did Omega. Okay, I wasn't sure if you're still on the fence, but okay. No, 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 no. It's got to be Omega, right? Yeah. It's it's got to be Omega if there if the, it's going to be like a title opportunity. Yes, agreed. All right, one more match: the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Bros. Young Bucks. Well, it's for the AAA tag team titles, right? Yes, and and they are the current champions. The Young Bucks are. I have changed my mind. It's gonna be the. It's gonna be the Lucha Brothers. Really, you think the, the Young Bucks are gonna lose on their big show? Weird it is to say. I could see the argument being like, well, the Young Bucks don't need to have the triple a titles if they're going to make tag team championships, but here's which they could hold the thing. Triple A's ratings was skyrocketed when the young bucks showed up. Really? Mm-hmm. So they might be like, stick around a little bit. Okay. I mean, you know what I could see, and they are probably going to have a couple more shows before, uh, you know, before AEW actually gets off the ground in October, November, whenever it's going to be. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I guess when you put it that way, I could totally... Like, I was thinking it was going to be the Bucks before I read that it was for, like, the AAA titles. But, like, yeah, thinking about it more, I think it's probably, you're right, it's it's going to be the Bucks. All right. Awesome. They're killing the business. Damn. Damn super kick party. But, John, guess what? What? That short episode became one of our longest episodes. This has been Heel Turn. Yeah, my voice. Yeah, my voice hurts. Take us home. This is a production of Pro Wrestling. Cool. 
Would you probably say it's not just cool? It's not cool. It's, ow. I'm, try I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do my best here not to make you say too much. We stream this live every Wednesday around 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time at twitch.tv slash ozoneonline, so give us a follow there so you get notified. You can also check out ProWrestling.cool. It's our website where we post the podcast and articles and all that good stuff. Patreon, patreon.cool. You get the show notes every week for the show, and also, if you're at the 9.99 tier, you get a premium podcast coming up this Friday with me and Trace running down all the uh, TNT news with AEW, uh, some stuff in the Super Juniors, uh, stuff in New Japan, and of course, we run down in detail the entire card for Double or Nothing. So it's a nice little primer before the show. So check that out. Social media, Facebook, uh, follow ProWrestling.Cool on there. You can search it, it's fine. Uh, Twitter, at the heel turn or at PWDOTC. John is on Twitter at I am John GM. It's true. Don't talk. You're fine. Uh, I'm on Twitter at underscore ozone. And that's it. I hope you guys all enjoy Double or Nothing because you're paying a lot of money for it. It's this Saturday. Don't forget. And we'll be back next week to have our reactions. Hopefully, it's a good show. So, uh, until then. I mean, I guess it doesn't matter if it's good because I'm going to watch it anyway. I mean, that's all wrestling, really. Damn, got him. This podcast is a part of the Zonecast Network, produced and edited by Owen Douglas. Find more of our shows at zonecast.com. <laughs>